This is Clark, Kevin Matthews' biggest fan. And if you don't listen to uh, Marking Out Radio, you're going down. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Uh, you can listen to this and all the past episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and MarkingOut.com. While you're at MarkingOut.com, make sure you grab a Marking Out t-shirt, especially if you're going uh, anywhere at WrestleMania weekends. Rock that Marking Out shirt with pride. Uh, social media-wise, you can follow us on Twitter at Marking Out, where we live tweet during a whole plethora of things. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Marking Out. For any questions, comments, concerns, maybe you want to contribute a song to the podcast, you can uh, Marking Out 1 at gmail.com. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. I'm also sitting here with hashtag no Twitter Dave. Dave, how you doing? Good morning, good evening, or good night. Whenever you're listening to this, what's up? What about good afternoon? Uh, I don't like I don't like afternoon, so I'm skipping them. You don't like afternoon delights? No, all right, then I'll add them. Good afternoon, too. There we go. We're also sitting here with Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. The real Brandon, not the fake one that you could follow on Twitter at B2TG161. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always, and I wish you'd cut that fucking shit Hell out. no. When are you going to start doing your origin, the stuff that you started off with the show originally? Never. I wonder actually how many people remember that. If Probably nobody remember even that. knows that you used to do them. No, there's got there's some of our listeners that have been listening that long. Probably two. But yeah. I just want to say, with in regards to uh, live tweeting Monday Night Raw and everything, I don't think we'll be able to do it this week. Yeah, at least on my end because I'm going to Passover Seder, so. Yeah, and I'm happy, gonna, happy Passover to all you Jewish people out there that are going to be celebrating. All them Jewish folk. Yeah. If you could even call it celebrating. I don't know. I'll, I think <laughs> I'll be able to live tweet. Yeah? Yeah. Seder's going to be at my house, so I'll just oh, walk yeah. away and hit up the TV. They, See, I can't do that because Seder's in my family go for like 10 hours. Like no. Next year in Jerusalem, get this. It's already like that here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Also, yeah, I don't know. Uh, also we got to give some credit where credit is due. Thank you to Ring Rope Rebellion for making our theme music, ringroperebellion.com. I uh, got to also thank Nick Matocho on Twitter at Nick Matocho. And that's, I think, that's his name on Facebook also for making our wonderful logo. And we got to <laughs> give a uh, plug as well to the Shining Wizards podcast. You can go to shiningwizards.com, right? That's the. Wizards podcast on Twitter. Yeah, so I liked I liked how the way uh, one of them pronounced Newark, New Jersey, and I only ever heard two other people pronounce Newark like that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's how like actual New Jersey people pronounce Newark. Uh, they got they got logo T shirts out, red and blue. So go purchase them. Matt, Eddie, Tony. They also just interviewed uh, Raven, RVD, Jay Lethal, Scott Steiner. The list could go on and on. Go check them out. Huh? What? Yeah. yeah, hilarious. Scott Steiner, no? 
Yeah, no, we got it. We got okay. it. All right, yeah. We got it. Well, Brandon just wanted to shit on you for it. No, I'm not shitting on him. I'll give it a four out of five. Yeah, okay. All right, good. So anyway, but let's just start off the show with some wrestling talk here. Uh, Dave and Brandon last weekend actually made their way, speaking of New Jersey, made their way out to New, New, New Jersey, more importantly, Metuchen, New Jersey, for PWS Proving Ground. Uh, this is, you could say it's their student show, but these, uh, you, could, uh, you can call them rookies, as some people like to call them. Uh, gentlemen, how was the show? I thought it was phenomenal. I really did, and I that like that goes back to you saying student show. I wouldn't I wouldn't call this a student show at all. Yeah, well, that's yeah, why I said some people call them rookies. I've right, yeah, never been yeah. at one, so right. Yeah, yeah, they're not even. They've learned so much, and it's very uh, apparent that they that Pat Bucks being uh, is a, an amazing trainer. Um, we what did we have? We actually had Pat Buck in a match. Uh, Anthony Nice originally was victorious over Matt Vides. And then start trashing PWS, saying he, he's a XTNA wrestler and everything. And then Pat Buck came out, makes the gets the crowd kind of hot and everything, and then uh, lost. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but he did wear his Randy the Ram Robinson tights and uh, the right noticed, back uh, armbands. I noticed, yeah, some new armbands he was sporting. Well, yeah, you also had a polyon over uh, AC Gamble, and AC Gamble was actually the crowd loved him, so he had a ton of support from the crowd. Not enough to defeat Apollyon, though. Yeah, and as you, as you have mentioned on the show as well, Apollyon may be one of those names that you should be looking forward to seeing a lot of in 2013. Oh, he's, he's, we've said it a million times, he is one to watch. Yes. Hands down. You also had Corey Havoc and Alex Saint versus Starman and Mike Dell. Corey Havoc and Alex Saint uh, picked up the victory after Check, uh, Checkman came out and uh, yeah. distracted Starman. That damn Checkman. Check man. You also had – this is actually pretty cool. Craig Steele in the Southside Players, uh, Players Club uh, versus – during uh, Black versus – wait, during their match versus Black, Dave, Black Dave, 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 stop. Deep breath. Let's try this again. During Craig the, Steele in the Southside Players Club. Your name Dave. isn't Dave. Well, I want to talk. So speak. I just want to say Craig Steele in the Southside Players. <laughs> no, <laughs> They had a match with Black Hollywood and Marcus Wright. That's not even their name is, asshole. It's Southside Players Club. Okay, excuse me. They defeated Black Hollywood and Marcus Wright, and during the match, the rope actually broke. So the middle rope broke, snapped during the entire match. So it was one of those holy shit moments where you didn't expect, know if the match was going to get cut short or somebody was going to get hurt. But they ended up playing it up. They worked still another maybe five minutes, and it it, pl- it worked out perfectly. And David, did, David did springboard moves. Off the top rope that, or off the middle? Off yeah, the no, rope. off the top rope. But it was still like – but, cool. but also, too, you have to give them credit, especially you know for, for rookies and stuff like that, too. I know the Southside well, players have been around for yeah, a while. Yeah, Joe Hardway and Mo Sexton have been around the block. And Craig Steele. And Craig Steele have been around the block. So you have to give them uh, – no, the, uh, the other guys. You have to give them credit as due, especially being rookies. You know, you kind of have to call an audible on there you know, and continue yeah, we, on with the show. So big props to all six of those guys involved with that match. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was talk. saying how uh, matches like this, like you see a rope break. Let's go back to Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels versus the Hart Foundation. That match was fucking terrible. After the rope, oh snapped. yeah, that's okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. After the rope, yeah, and here are these guys, they're supposed to be students and whatnot, and it but was, they're not students. They also have veterans in there. 
Yeah. Okay, but it's still for the most part you don't always have like it's it's a match that let's just that call them let's good. call them rookies. Let's yeah. call them rookies cause that's because that's what they are. Hardway and Sexton um, Sexton was actually saying how back in uh, OVW they used to have no rope matches at times. Well, they had right. a no rope mo- uh, match in uh, Dragon Gate not not too long ago. Well, no, but Sexton said that that's how they trained at times in OVW. They would just remove all the ropes. So once that happened, it was just like second nature where. He was used to it already, mm. so he was able to kind of guide everybody about where to be go, like yeah. get us through this and make it look really good. And I liked, um, I liked the fact that on uh, two and a half wrestlers, give them a plug also too. Pat was saying that you know they they were just gonna the next match was supposed to be Buck and Nice, and they were just gonna have a no ropes match where if you touch the ropes, you get disqualified, which is very cool. Calling an audible. Luckily, there was some extra ropes in Matouche in New Jersey. They were able to fix it in under five minutes. So no, no, I would say two minutes tops. Yeah, yeah. Right away, you had Missy Sampson right out there uh, unbuckling and everything. Then Lance and everybody else got right out there and fixed up everything. Really great job uh, on behalf of the the wrestlers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Big Big O actually had a huge squash. Well, yeah, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't it's, squash. Yeah, match. it's not really a squash match. Which is kind of weird versus Chris Dixon. I guess who Brandon was talking over you. Hash Brown, Hash Brown, and Chris Dixon. Okay, so and and the big O beat both of them. Yeah, it was kind of surprising to see that it wasn't a squash match, though. Um, You also had Bonesaw defeat Chad Castle, and actually, I thought it was a really good match. Uh, Brandon, you said you want to talk about some of these matches. You going to mention? No, not anymore. No. Okay. Uh, Devin Moore won the seven way man. Seven way match, which was John Silver, Kyle Brad, Lance on Hawaii, Craig Favaro, and a few other students. You had Chris House of Pain defeating Alex Reynolds that's in a non title match. In a non title match, but that's big. And hopefully now, maybe Chris Payne should be in the running to get a shot I, at the Tri State Champion. Yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. I yeah, said Intercontinental. Yeah, PWS Tri State Championship, but it was actually it was a really good match as well. They. They worked. They worked well with each other. Uh, at one point, Reynolds nailed Payne right across the face with a roaring elbow. I love that move, uh, dude. It's sick. I know. I, I especially like liked it when Masato Tanaka did it back in ECW. Yeah, that's like where yeah. I was like, oh my god, it was so cool. Then, like you know, there's been a resurgence of it with Chris Hero using it, and Reynolds uses it a lot. It's so stiff. Like yeah. when you when you freaking hit, hit nail the guy right in the face. I mean, if you don't do it stiff though, it's not going to look good. Yeah. Uh. Um, unfortunately for the five on five elimination match, we were stuck backstage and we couldn't really watch the match at all because we were helping Adam out, uh, they go out and, but Pete Farr and, uh, Anthony Vigilante won. Um, then you go into the two big matches that everybody was coming out to see. You had PWS champion, uh, heavyweight champion, Kevin Matthews defeating Keith Miggs. Okay. Which was, How, a, was this a squash match or was this like kind of like no? This was not a squash match. Uh, surprisingly, Keith Miggs gave him a run for his money. Really? Yeah, he gave him a big run for his money, and they put on a good maybe ten minutes. Okay, and there was a push Nelson. Yeah, there was a push Nelson in the match. <laughs> Hashtag push Nelson. Also, so the main event was the PWS Tag Team Championship on the line: the Fat Pack Champions versus Destruction and Seduction. And they actually fat pack first destruction of the seduction one because Black Hollywood interfered. Then after the referee came to his senses, realized what happened, he reversed his reversed the decision 
and Fat Pack and granted Fat Pack the the win. All right, so, so it looks it's like kind this. Of like, uh, they're saying it's this crew job in Jersey or whatnot, and mm-hmm. touching, but it's it's leading to a match at their April shows. Those, absolutely, yeah, yeah. P- yeah I think their April shows. They announced that it was going to be what, like uh, it's a, a it's a four way. I think yeah, right. I, th- I think a four way uh, tag team match mm-hmm. with Southside Players, Black Hollywood. Seduction and Destruction versus Fat Pack, I think. Yes. Yes, it is, because I actually just looked at it on the website. But we're going to talk about PWS's two huge shows next week on the podcast. But until then, go to ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. Uh, and check out, get your tickets for the Supercards. Yeah, you don't want, for $20, you cannot go wrong. Yeah. No, absolutely. I totally agree. So, uh. Thanks for helping me out during this segment, Brandon. Yeah, no, because no, you want to be an asshole, I'll be a fucking asshole. All right, we'll just hang up and you and me and Dave. Yeah, right? Show. Old Seriously. school. Old school! I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's get on to Impact Wrestling from this week. Another. This one wasn't live, actually. This was taped last week in Chicago, I guess, I guess right after the live episode of Impact. But Seriously? Yeah. Why do they keep stewing that? What are you, stewing that? Yeah. They're stewing. What are they stewing? They're making okay. a stew. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, uh, Bully Ray started off the show this week and had a lot of vignettes throughout the show unveiling his master plan of how he took over TNA and how Aces and Eights came to fruition to be the powerhouse that they are. Um, showing everybody, like, you know, kind of making things a little bit more obvious for everybody. Which I thought was interesting. Uh, I know Brandon text messaged me during the show. He goes, I can't believe Aces and A's been going on for nine months. It's crazy. You going to say anything, Brandon? Uh, are you guys not going to be assholes? I'm not being an asshole. We're not being assholes. Mm-hmm. Go whack and listen to this. Okay. We'll go whack and listen to this. Yeah, right? So anyway, really I, 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 I just hung up on him. So. All right. Peace out. <laughs> um... But, uh, yeah, so anyway, getting back onto Bully Ray's rise. So that was the whole, I guess, you know, Bully Ray laying out his master plan for Impact was uh, to take over Aces and Aids. I'm sorry. Kind of, you know, let everybody to, I guess, put Aces and Aids in there because there really weren't any matches or anything like that. Uh, and the next thing, I think the biggest thing that come out of Impact was uh, the revamping of the X Division because this was uh, this was a staple of something that has been uh, the X Division has been a part of TNA since its inception and that's what you know made Impact Wrestling known. So now they're going to be revamping it. Uh, every match for the X Division, the X Division title will be online and it'll be contested in triple threat rules. Um, the gentleman or a participant that gets pinned or, or submits or gets knocked out. I guess the, the losing person gets knocked out of the match for the next week and a new participant's going to be brought in. So I, how do you feel about that? I like it. I mean, you got to you got to keep things fresh and keep things new and with the lackluster uh, I mean with the very small amount of people that they have in their X division I think it's fitting because you can always bring back guys or you can always bring guys in, especially them being on the road. They could bring in an independent worker to maybe they, to shine, get rid of the gut check. They also said the same thing with number one contender uh, matches where they're going to – those are going to be contested in a triple threat match as well. So I don't know. I 
are they giving up on storylines? I mean, Wait, number for, one contender for which belt? Which for title? the X division. But like that doesn't make sense to me though. Like, do you think? Yeah, it kind of sounds like they're giving up, right? Yeah, they're giving up on storylines. I mean, they bring back Sanjay Dutt for this week's episode and we're have him in a title match. I'm like, how are you going to expect me to believe that you're going to bring in a guy for one week and he's going to win your a championship? Right, and I don't understand how they're going to recycle or not even recycle because they're not going to be on again or whatnot. It's three ways and then boom this guy gets eliminated let's add somebody else let's call tony niece see if he's available That's let's call this person why can't they just have why can't they contract every person and have actual x division matches because they don't have money it doesn't make sense fire hulk hogan we keep saying this over a week week a week a weekly basis they don't have any money yeah no but um i don't know i'm interested to see where it can go i mean the match itself was good the triple threat match was good. Yeah, I enjoyed the match. There was I, a lot of uh, a lot of high flying spots. I like I, I liked the end, which is really cool. That end spot where Sanjay Dutt does the uh, the moon stomp, and then Kenny King just comes out of nowhere and hits a blockbuster for the win. Yeah, uh, I, I just hate the fact that you're bringing in wrestlers that haven't been on TNA TV in such a long time, and you expect younger. Well, no, Sanjay members. wasn't wasn't Sanjay on recently? Last month or two months ago. Yeah. But I mean, still, you're expecting the uh, TNA fans. To know all these guys that you're going to be bringing in. Well, you know, I think I think a lot of people kind of j- went towards Impact because of um, Paul Hogan. So a lot of these people are kind of unfamiliar with the X Division before it was the X Division. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, so bringing people that are like like Jigsaw and stuff like that, they these fans have no idea. And you're going to put them in a title match. You need to build up to that title match. You have to. They have to get used to seeing these people on TV and know these people. It's funny that you said that, Chris, because it, I was watching Impact last night and I was just thinking when they were all in the ring together and Samoa Joe and Hulk Hogan were in the ring together. I'm like, that's that's weird. Like Hulk Hogan and Samoa Joe. Like talk about generations of wrestling. It's just like the weirdest thing. And like, do people know that even? Like, do people? Did do people tune in for Hulk Hogan? Yeah, people tune in for Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan I'm the house is, yeah, I'm really confused about this too. Generations and Hulk Hogan. I don't it, know. No, uh, like, like, who would have ever thought you'd have Hulk Hogan talking about Samoa Joe? I don't know. It's wrestling. As before. As, as, I'm yeah. pretty positive that they've tagged before. No, no but I'm saying, but like. What did you say? Not in TNA? No, in TNA. I don't think so. I don't know, but hey, prove me wrong. All right, so continuing on, we have a new number one contender for the World Heavyweight title. And what was a really great four-way match, Jeff Hardy is going to be reclaiming his, well, trying to reclaim his uh, World Heavyweight title sometime in the near future as he pulls out the win against Magnus, Samoa Joe, and the Cyborg. And who here is uh, surprised? Not me. Not surprised at all. Yeah, I don't I know Brandon was probably going nuts, holding up his uh, Jeff Hardy hands and putting on his. Uh, I, I only have one. I I just hate that. You're, now you're going to just go back and forth, back and forth with the same match. I mean, you had the opportunity to put Samoa Joe in there. Same thing with Magnus. I mean, Samoa Joe should be the champion. Yeah, he, he should. He should. But it's disgusting that he isn't. Yeah, you know I'm not. I'm not going to argue it. <laughs> 
I, I really not. Uh, but, you know, yeah, he looks like maybe – or you have Kurt Angle to go for the World WWE title because he's the cyborg, brother. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. It happens. You, you, you could even say who the cyborg was. Kurt Angle, brother. I mean, it could have been – what is it? Uh, fuck. There's a UFC girl named this cyborg. Cyborg or Strike Force chick. Oh, okay. Well, um, anything. The other only really thing that happened was that. Uh, remember last week we were supposed to get that tag team match that was rudely interrupted by Aces and Eights? Well, we got it this week, and Austin Aries <laughs> and Bobby Roode retain, but uh, with the help uh, of bad influence. So it looks like they're making their mark on them wanting to be the uh, world tag team champions of the world. But I'm, I'm fine with that. It'd be yeah. cool to see them in a little faction. Who? Uh, bad influence and Aries and Rude. I don't see that happening. Oh yeah, me me neither. But I feel like all of their characters are very cocky ish. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they would really make a good fit as a heel uh, stable. But you already have aces and eights. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I also feel that we, I don't know, we're, we'll see better things out of them in the tag team division rather than them in the. Um, then as a, another stable because you have the well, one big stable on aces and eights that's all you need I, I mean I feel like if it was attitude error we would be having so many other stables yeah well there was a, there will also be don't let's not talk about the attitude error then it's gonna be Chris's rant of the week instead <laughs> come on all right so yeah that was uh, impact they're gonna be uh, live on the road next week so we'll see how it goes from there let's see if uh, Bully Ray's rise to power uh, continues to rise oh yeah and then uh, that's that's it for. Uh, pro wrestling talk as we uh, said when we talk about PWS next week on the show we if you're going to be in New Jersey for Wrestlemania we're going to be giving you a rundown of everything that is going on pro wrestling wise but until then let's yeah. get to a musical interlude and uh, this musical interlude is brought to you by the artist NQA um, it's actually my vocalist in my band Carver Niche um, but this is his side project. It's more industrial music. Uh, and this song is called Negative 13. You can uh, go to his Facebook page and like him, facebook.com slash NQA Long Island, New York. So let's get to this tasty track. And when we get back, we're going to talk about some sports entertainment here on Mark and Out.
we are back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. If you want to contribute a song to the podcast like NQA did, you can uh, mark. You can email us at markingout1 at gmail.com and uh, go like my vocalist's side project's band page at facebook.com slash NQA Long Island, New York. You want to mention uh, his concert coming up? No, because that was going to be the Mark Out moment of the week, you dick. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Be so, sure to send us a bio of yourself if you're going to email us. Yeah, bio, yes. Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Because people send us stuff and just send us songs. Yeah, and, if you don't, if you just send us a song and no background, we have nothing to talk about you on the podcast. We can't promote any upcoming shows or anything. All we yeah. have is your show, is your song. And we're all about helping out the the brother community. That, you know, I meant I meant that as a wrestling term. So anyway, <laughs> anyway. On my awkwardness, let's get on to SmackDown from this week. Uh, we only have two things to really talk about. Uh, we'll start off with the goods of Jack Swagger defeating Chris Jericho in the main event, which uh, is especially with the role that Jack Swagger has to go on going on to WrestleMania. This was a big win for him, especially Chris Jericho and the um, prestige that Chris Jericho has going behind him. What a- I feel, I feel like Chris Jericho was well needed to have uh in the wwe when he made it made his return and everything i feel like he's proving himself to be that guy that they could use year round and it's weird that it's like he returned to make the impact or whatever and it like he wasn't even gone for a year and it's like he looks even better than when he left again and look what he's doing he's helping the younger talent and put them over absolutely because chris jericho knows he's one of those guys He's been through WCW, watched that collapse and fail, and he knows how the business should work, and he's he's smart. That's why I respect him. Absolutely. So, yeah, it was a good match. I don't know what they're going to have in store for Chris Jericho going up to WrestleMania, but maybe we'll talk about that when we talk about Raw. And let's get on to the other big topic, which is more of a middle, which is pretty much what SmackDown was based around this week. So you've seen this interaction going on with Ryback and Randy Orton and Sheamus and the Shield. You start off the show with Randy Orton defeating and Sheamus defeating the Road Scholars. Then the Shield get on the Titan Tron and challenge him to a match at WrestleMania, which they accept. Then you have Sheamus and Orton picking Ryback as their partner. Then later in the night, you see the Shield attack Randy Orton and Sheamus. And then you see... The Shield interfere in Ryback's match against Mark Henry, and Mark Henry kind of pick up the scraps uh, of that attack by World Strongest slamming Ryback three times. A lot. I know. I know. I just said a lot there, but you know, we kind of put this in the middle. And why do we think that this is in the middle, gentlemen? Well, I, let, I let, 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 let Brandon Brandon go first. Okay. Well, I was going to say for one thing, we said this before the show started. Well, at least you did is it should have happened over a few weeks span instead of one night. And that's the same thing I could agree with because it's like I said last week, a lot happens but nothing happens because everything gets counteracted. It's like that should have all – I'm fine with it all getting counteracted, but I think it should have happened over a what night. What do you mean counteracted? Like we saw the shield I know, with, with, the, with all with the Monday the... Night Raw and everything and it just – with, he's talking about the Mark Henry match, and not just that though. It's the Shield. Yeah, well, the Shield too. It's the same match. Yeah, I, guess say. I I actually disagree with you guys. I think I'm a big fan of it. I think that having it a few weeks. What is it? Three weeks till Mania. Uh-huh. I feel like it's the perfect time to have something like this go down. 
because you, you still have two weeks to play off of whatever is going on. And with the attention span of wrestling fans today, you can't do something like this. Uh, was it five weeks or six weeks before WrestleMania? Well, I'm not saying five or six weeks, but you've had you've had the confrontations between Mark Henry and Ryback, but Ryback gets put in the match. So, so it's not. So it's not really about the time span that from WrestleMania that you guys are talking about. I'm, I'm specifically talking about the time span of how that came to happen. I'm, it was just one night. Well, I don't think it was one night because for a while they've been having Ryback and Mark Henry crossing paths from the entranceway That's, to. Uh, <laughs> I think it was the three man band last week. Or and then uh, there was something an altercation the week before where they were doing a little can you top this kind of a thing. Ever since um, Mark Henry really came back into that role of the world's strongest uh, man, pretty much. Okay, um, this is uh, can I can I get my yeah. opinion? You know what? I have no problem with with the Shield versus the, the six man match. My problem is that there's so much other things going on going to WrestleMania that. You shouldn't have, let's see, one, two, three, like pretty much one segment, uh, backstage segment, uh, another backstage segment, um, another back, you know, pretty much your entire SmackDown. You know, we haven't even seen a Divas match yet. Nothing Divas-wise has been announced yet for WrestleMania. You have Alberto Del Rio and Jack Swagger program going on. You have nothing going on with your mid-card division with Antonio Cesaro or with Wade Barrett or anything like that. You should kind of pick and choose your battles. You have three hours of Monday Night Raw. You know, you could have maybe done the whole you know, I don't know. The Shield attacking Randy Orton to start off Monday Night Raw. Backstage Mm -hmm. on Monday Night Raw. You didn't have to have every single thing. Gory Silva? (laughs) What do you mean? Because you said Raw. Raw. Okay, I'm sorry. No, now, no, that's now, now I'm, I'm totally lost. I'm p- totally lost off my topic now. Thank you. No, but I, I agree with what you're saying because it, it, they're they're not focusing on the lower matches that aren't even announced yet. I'm just saying. Yeah, you, I, you should, I, oops, go. You should just keep. You shouldn't have your one one show be focused on every one thing. You should have it focused on numerous things. I definitely agree with you with how they should. I'm with. I'm never a fan of too many promos on one a uh, single event. I thought that the payoff of all the pro at the end could have been done easily w- reduced to two. Yeah, like you were saying about how have the shield attack order in the beginning and then have them do something else. I feel like it could have been done with two segments. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I agree. And then, as as you made mention, too, they haven't even done anything with the Divas-wise, Wade Barrett-wise. What happened to Wade Barrett and Bo Dallas? And yeah, then that you, fell off. Yeah, then you also have Cesaro. I mean, you also you have three matches that should be on a WrestleMania card because they're championship matches that they haven't even put any time into yet. Well, in the well, that's not all entirely true because with the Divas, with with the whole Divas inception, we've seen we've seen some sort of teasers. Of what could possibly happen. The, the most that you've seen for Diva wise is Caitlyn versus uh, uh, Snuka, well, the championship. That's really no, no, no. It wouldn't be. I don't think that's well, no. So it's you, Caitlyn and Layla. Yeah. If yeah. anything, but we've seen with the return of the Bella Twins, we've seen them backstage making fun of Naomi and and uh, Cameron and Caitlyn. Right. So that could turn into. Something that could well, turn that, into the intergender. That's, the, that's what the rumor is. They want to do a multi-woman tag match. 
but I'm not a fan of that because I think that the, the championships should be defended. In, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there's not going to be there, – there could be two, t- two Divas matches. Has that ever been done before? Two, what, two Divas, Divas matches? matches? Yeah. On a uh, WrestleMania card? I'm trying to think. Was WrestleMania – WrestleMania 20 had two Divas matches. They had the – they uh, had uh, ja- Miss uh, yeah Miss Jackie and Stacy Keebler versus uh, Tori Wilson and Sable in the Playboy Evening Gown match, and then they had the loser gets their head shaved, Molly Holly and Victoria. <laughs> All right, I mean I would be fine with that. Yeah. All righty. Uh, so let's con- let, let's continue on. Let's get on to Monday Night Raw from this week. Monday Night Nitro. All right. Enthusiasm here. Uh, we were just speaking about them two seconds ago. We'll start off with our middles. Uh, Randy Orton and Sheamus defeating the three, three-man band, but afterwards, it looks like the Shield is going to get the upper three-on-two-man advantage on them, but it turns out that the big show interjects and helps out uh, Randy Orton and Sheamus, the Celtic Vipers, as they're being called. Um, and kind of interjects himself, so now it's going to be the big show, Randy Orton and Sheamus, against The Shield at WrestleMania. Um, I don't know. Thinking, Which, to I, me, that's like it should have just been that from the start. Yeah. I, like, you had you had big show backstage all last week on SmackDown. I wanted to be in this match. I wanted to be in this match. And, oh, no, we found somebody. It's Ryback. Yeah. When it should have just been easily Jericho in the first place. I, I don't – I want them to – Def- no. Make it definite that Big Show is not a face. Like, well, that's, I wanna... the, that's the thing. We we we. I, I don't think Big Show's face. Ne- neither so do I. Seen, but I want. We've seen his interactions with the Shield. The the Shield jumped him. He wants revenge. Yeah, but I want I want them to make it known that he is not a face on TV. Whether it's a little stare down with Sheamus or Orton or a little bit of he had that on Raw or a little bit more tension. He kind of had that on Raw. I feel. I don't know. I, I want to see a little bit more. I want him to be a definite heel. Who, Big Show? Yeah. Uh, you, you, right now, you're not going to see it because there's a bigger heel in that of <laughs> the Shield. Um, continuing with a lot more middles. You had Triple H last week. It was uh, Paul Heyman said that Triple H will. Triple H accepted Brock Lesnar's challenge for WrestleMania, but it is only on Brock Lesnar's terms after Triple H signs the contract. So Triple H signs the contract, then beats the shit out of Paul Heyman, and it's decided it's going to be a no-holds-barred match where if Triple H loses, he has to retire. What do we? So, I mean... It's not going to be an MMA match, which we heard, which I think we're all kind of elated for. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that would have gotten a lot of shit. Yeah. So what, how do we feel about this, gentlemen? I'm happy. I, I'll i be more happy when Brock Lesnar comes out victorious. What makes you think that Lesnar's definitely going to win this, though? I just think Triple H is a lot smarter than – not that we give him credit to, but – he knows it's time to yeah. just let everyone else have something. I, I feel like you can't guarantee that Triple H is going to win the match. I mean, well, you know. I, don't, I don't say it's a guarantee, but I feel like Triple H knows. We, we've seen him with all these promos that he wants to do with NXT and whatnot and everything that he's changing in WWE slowly but surely. The whole tag team division and everything, we could thank him for that. Yes. So it's like... He knows he wants to move the business in a smarter direction. I thought that the entire 
build up to the match, the entire uh, interaction between Paul Heyman and Triple H was lackluster. I thought it was too. And I thought, you know, as good as Paul Heyman is on the microphone, I think every, everybody has bad days. And I'm not, you know, saying, hey, you know, you freaking suck, Paul Heyman, but it was a bad day. It happens. You know? Yeah, promo promo wise, it was not his finest. Yeah, it wasn't. I um, I mean, I thought that it could have gotten to the point a lot sooner than it did. And what? Then you see Brock Lesnar come out and kill little Jimmy. Yeah, which I think that's going to have to be the picture of the week this week. I like how Brock always seems to break a chair when he's on WWE TV. Who else did that, though? Big Show. <laughs> Was that Big Show did that? Yeah, Big Show did that. <laughs> These guys, I don't understand. Like, I, I could I could throw a chair at the ground and it won't break. <laughs> These guys do it on the first shot and they break. Because they're so – they got big muscly arms. Push um, Nelson. No. Um, all right. Yeah, Nelson. so that's that. So you have Triple H versus – Brock Lesnar set up for WrestleMania. Uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, Triple H has to retire. If he loses, it's going to be no holds barred. Do we think we're going to see some more blood? Yes, there will be blood. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be up to the standard that it was when Tri- when Brock Lesnar ate the fucking ring post. What are you going into this match expecting? Mm-hmm. Triple H to retire? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, are you expecting a really good hardcore match yeah i could see that maybe some uh, i don't see any see i what i want is some chair shots to the head but that we're not gonna see that that's like, the really like i mean i i still don't understand why they don't do it and just do what they used to do and put your hands up not everybody has to take a balls mahoney shot to the head i know, I know. you can still put your hands up and like take some of the uh the blunt of it yeah the brunt of it i think uh Wait, Brunt or Blunt? Brunt. Brunt. Oh, geez, this is like three weeks in a row. Yeah. I learned <laughs> yeah. something new today. Yeah, right? And uh, But with with this match, I think these guys aren't hardcore wrestlers. No. But they're brawlers. Yeah. So you so, see some more fighting out of the ring. Maybe they break uh, you know, the uh, the barricade on the outside. This you know, is the, maybe the this oh my is, God moment. Maybe this I, is, yeah, right. Maybe this is when the Spanish announced table, table will go. I, I actually... I, I, Okay. You mentioned the barricade real quick. Yeah. I don't want to see that. I want to see that. I don't mind seeing that during Heyman and Les, uh, uh, Triple H and Lesnar, but I don't want to see that during the Shield match. I know, but, you know, they'll be able to pick and choose their spots. Yeah. I think. This is, is this going to lead? I, this is an honest, serious question. Will this match lead to Brock, uh, not Brock, Paul Heyman versus Stephanie McMahon? No. No. You don't think so at Extreme Rules or anything? No. No. She's a mommy. Yeah, I don't care. They're trying. They're trying to make their product a little bit better for children. I don't know. I'm just saying. I could see that happening. Yeah. Now they're hiring like a little a person that has children programming experience. So I think Elmo's going to be good uh, good for a new job. Yeah. There we go. What's this? Kevin Love or some shit? Kevin Clash. Yeah. All right. So let's get. Let's continue on. Um, One bad behalf. Dolph Ziggler defeats Kofi Kingston. Uh, you know, can't say anything less about the match. The match is good itself, but the end, you have Team Hell No coming out and challenging Biggie Langston and Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, which AJ accepts. I mean, we saw AJ earlier in the night prancing around the ring during Hell No's match with Epico and Primo, but Dave, you can take this because I know you're very adamant about it. I am very annoyed at this because I don't want to see Biggie Langston in a match. 
but I also don't want to see Dolph Ziggler in a tag team match. His first match on WWE programming, I don't count NXT because we don't get NXT here. His first match is going to be at WrestleMania. Shit, that's something I wanted to look up before the show. What? How many see, matches? No, to see how many people, if there's anybody else that made a debut on WrestleMania. Yeah, that, and that's the thing. Like That's what I brought up about a few weeks ago. But I was bringing it up about the Shield, and now the Shield have had matches on matches on matches. It seems, and it's like, and right away they give it to Biggie Langston, and then do we count Fandango if he has a match or no? Yeah, I am. Is Tony I Curtis? Mean, yeah, I don't but know I, how that works. I don't know. This entire tag team, I am not happy with. Why do they get a tag team shot right away? I mean, there's so many other tag teams that can be used. You have the primetime players. The Usos really put themselves at a, at a loss right now because Jimmy Uso got his second uh, DUI arrest. So, I mean, well, what apparently is that for? That's not like a suspension or anything. That's just... No, it's it's a sweep on the rug kind of a deal. Yeah, it's not like Jack Spider getting arrested. But, I mean, still, I mean, they could, it could affect them tag team-wise. But there's so many other tag... Epico and Primo even. But there's so many tag teams out there that are more deserving at a shot than uh, Ziggler and Big E. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. So what really disappointed me last year at WrestleMania was the, I don't know, would you say the dark match or was it the internet match? Internet where match. It was, it was uh, Tyson Kidd, Justin Gabriel, and who are the other tag teams? I'm forgetting even. There were two other teams and it was a three-way tag team match. And... I feel like they should do that, but on WrestleMania, like on the actual card, they could have an actual four-man, four, not four-man, four-team tag team match for number one contender spot even now that you're having this match take place. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. So, uh, yeah, you put that on the YouTube show and then maybe – Instead of a, a stupid battle royal, which is going to end up being a battle royal to see who faces Antonio Cesaro or some like shit. the 18th time. Makes no sense. It's like, oh yeah, let's put Great Khali on WrestleMania to face this. Yeah, everybody, get ready for the world record. We're gonna Harlem Shake as we uh, pick up Khali. Really? That's, <laughs> that's what they're doing. They're gonna do the Harlem Shake. That's what we. I mean, you you didn't read that any, any dirt sheets or whatever. No news sites. News I try and avoid all dirt sheets, but I saw that somebody posted that on on Twitter, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry, the Harlem Shake is dead. It got killed with the Miami Heat. They it got killed. All right, so let's get on to those are the two minerals. All right, let's get on to the goods and let's go back to the beginning of Monday Night Raw. John Cena comes out to cut a promo about the Rock. By the way, I think we had some fan questions. Correct, Dave. Yes, that is a fact. Um, let's see. We actually had at Broski Taiwan wants to know: Is WWE really building up Rock Cena too, as well as they should be? But there's a, there was another question to go into that, right? Which which one? There was something about the Rock being on Conan or something like that. Oh, uh, that not not on my no, end. No, on Leno. It was yeah. Um, What's this guy? Michael almost wrote in, how about The Rock going on Leno without the belt and not even mentioning WWE? And to me, that's that kind of ticks me off because you're the WWE champion and you're going on a late night talk show. Yes, it's to promote a movie, but you're also the WWE champion. You should you, you said when you came back at WrestleMania 27, you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But here here you are. 
2013 as the WWE champion going on a late night talk show appearance without the title. Yeah. No, I we've, we've seen people on as champion go on these shows before. Why does he get the pass? Why does he not have to talk about WrestleMania that's coming up in 14 days is it? 15 days, 17 days? I don't know. But I less than a month? I don't think I don't think I think on the Rock's end they're not doing a good job promoting this. As you know, he said he went on Leno with that at the WWE Championship. He's a little bit more focused right now on G.I. Joe Retaliation coming out. And the WWE is a little bit more focused on G.I. Joe Retaliation coming out. John Cena's end, I think they're doing a wonderful job. Having yeah. him come out cutting promos, that video about like his downfall, and then I didn't even mention that on last week's show, uh, the, the, his downfall video and mentioning his divorce and stuff like that, and then coming back up into greatness, you know, coming back and maybe rebuilding the Super Cena that there is. I think they're doing a good job with that. On the Rock's end, I don't think they are. As yeah, I totally agree with you. It's, and, it's something that, like, why, like, you, you're the Rock. You can't put one day aside to do a house show even. Yeah, which is, I mean, that that's a fucked up thing, too, is, you know, all your guys aren't even doing house shows. I know. Like, right I, now, right now, The Rock is no better than Hulk Hogan. Well, it's also not just The Rock. I mean, he's not the really the person making all these decisions. Yeah, but still, you know, you're going to The Rock. You, you know 100% that The Rock's not going to do a house show. Honestly, if they said, hey, we want you on a house show, yeah. I think. Rock, we're going to pay you to be on the house show. Like we're champions. You guys are just talking over each other. I can't hear Dave. I'd rather hear Dave right now. It's, it's. I feel like it's also the management of WWE. I feel like it's them. If they said, do this, say this, go here, they would do it. They're not enforcing themselves. They're not – I feel like they just aren't doing what they should be doing. I Like I'm not going to put it all on the rock. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean it, it goes to how many matches has the rock actually had since 2000 – what eleven? Yeah, and, and the answer to that is what three, four, something to that nature. But uh, going back to John Cena, John Cena right after that, pro- right after his talking about you know going up to WrestleMania was interrupted by one half of the primetime players, Darren Young and Rufus Pancake Patterson. Apparently, is the uncle of Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil was not there that night because he was out at a dog barking contest. I guess. I don't know. I'm just I was like, did they say that? I don't no. even remember. I just kinda that, made that up. That'd be that whole inter- that I wonder whole- if Michael Vick was there. <laughs> no. No? He he'd be like, Oh man, these all these dogs. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> But I thought this interaction was hilarious. I thought it was funny. No, I think that it's it, primetime players don't really have uh oh, I'm gonna use the word that I uh, I guess more than one word, but I said it before, lackluster. They're not really lackluster. I don't remember recall any promo that that they have cut that's been lackluster or where I haven't been. Oh, I'm curious to hear what they're saying. But I think they're I great. I think what was that, Chris? I think they were great. I thought they were hilarious. I thought this whole I, thing was just it was awesome. I oh, agree yeah. as well, but I don't think they're getting over with the fans. The, <laughs> the, I thought the fans loved it. Well, they loved the promo, but we've seen them how many times be number one contenders and lose it. But that's not. Because of their connection with the fans, they're not they're Well, but when we see those matches, the fans are not reacting. But those are also crowds that are lack that are not into the wrestling event. I mean, so that's you can't I mean, you can't I put it like on the crowd though all the time. But it's it's not them. It's the WWE management. WWE management doesn't put them in these matches. That's like saying Del Rio. The fans don't cheer for Del Rio anymore because it's the they're not the Hispanic crowds. Yeah, they do. Not as loud. Not really. 
Did you guys realize think... that they changed Del Rio's music on Monday? Yeah, that was weird. I did not like that change. Like now, in a way to get the fans into Del Rio, they're doing, I guess, when they come back from commercial break or whatnot, they're doing, having Ricardo appear on the screen to say, hey, let's see who could say Alberto Del Rio longer than me. So that's why so many – that's, that's why so many people thing. are saying that at like when it's uh, recording. That's why so many people are saying it with him now. Well, that's another thing as the the, the crowd being dead for that. Well, I you think this is a crowd on Monday which is dead in general. I don't know. I'm not going to put it against primetime players. I think where they are is because of management, and I think they should, they should definitely be a lot higher. Yeah, okay. I agree with you on that. I like the fact that they made fun of Darren Young for looking like John Cena and how John Cena's on Fruity Pebbles and Darren Young should be on Cocoa Pebbles. I think that was the uh, the highlight of that promo for me. But yeah, then right, right after, you have John Cena. Yeah, you have John Cena in a squash match against Darren Young. I, You know what? It's fine with me. Yes. The promo before it was great, and I thought the match, it did what it had to do. Absolutely. Build up John Cena and not build up the Rock at all. All right. Well, I mean, like, uh, Darren Young did have his punches in there and everything yeah. like that. But it really it got across the point. I mean, I'm sure next time the primetime players come out and they have Rufus uh, Rufus Pancake Pat, uh, Patterson with them, the, the crowd's going to uh, pop for that. I don't. I don't think it did its job though, because it's it's Darren Young. We've seen him lose week after week or whatever. He's nobody big for John Cena to beat. I don't think. I don't think it did it justice for John Cena at all. So then, what's the point of a squash match? Period. I don't honestly in this day and age. I don't know. Well, even in the past, I mean, back in the day where you would have Giant Gonzalez versus like uh, like Virgil or somebody like that, where you knew it was going to be a squash match. What's the point? I don't. I don't understand. I don't know. No. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's continue on. Uh, speaking of squash matches, Ryback beat David Otunga in a squash match. I mean, I guess hyping up him for the call. Uh, but the bigger story was after the match because Ryback by Vicky Guerrero was taken out of the six man match. We kind of alluded to it before against the Shield, and will be facing off against Mark Henry one on one at WrestleMania. I'm actually very excited for this. I wanted to see them go at it. Um, I'm happy with the decision to pull him too from the, from that uh, six way match. So am I because I feel like this is going to be one of those strongman style matches, which you know is always is always fun to watch. Um, I know somebody I think mentioned it on Twitter. Do we think that Ryback is going to be able to get Mark Henry up for a shell shock? Yeah, Fritch one thousand. Yeah, what uh, up, Fritch? Yeah, I think that he you will definitely be able to lift him up. I mean, it depends on if he wants to pull a tensai. If he wants to sandbag him. Yeah, I, I I definitely think that he'll be able to lift him. Maybe he won't. It's going to take a little bit. They'll definitely have to practice and run through it a few times, but I think he'll do it. Yeah, no, I... Uh... Do, you, do you think this match is just going to be a straight-up match, or do you think something's going to get added to it, like a stipulation? No, like, it's going to be a straight-up uh, match. Yeah, I you think have straight to, up. Like, in order to win, you have to perform uh, World's Strongest Slam or... Finisher no. win match? Just, I, I don't like that. see... I don't see the point of a, of adding a gimmick to this match because you already have two of the, um, I don't know, big men in the company going at it. I feel like that's that's enough. Yeah, that's a gimmick in pro- itself. Yeah, that's that's enough to hype it up. Yeah. Okay. Um, we and been- wait, wait for you, Dave. Are you gonna? Do you think you'll enjoy this match, or do you think you'll you'll just look at it as Big Show versus Mark Henry from Survivor Series 2011? I think that I'll enjoy it because at that time with Big Show Mark Henry, I was getting tired of it because it was going on for a little bit of time. 
and because I'm not a big fan of the Big Show in the ring, I do like Mark Henry's ability, and I am curious to see. Uh, I have interest in Ryback and seeing how he how well he's going to do. Okay. All right. So let's continue on with some more goods here. Uh, we've been seeing this so much out of Fandang or refusing to face people because they can't pronounce his name. He did it uh, Friday on SmackDown against uh, against Kali. And, and just, I, I have to say that Kali was the person who came the closest, which was very surprising. Yes. And he went to go face off against Kali again, this time getting a very extravagant entrance with streamers and himself, his silhouette lit up in fire that apparently looked like a light bright. And Dude, that was awesome. You know, you know, you're gonna main event someday with the pyro like that. That yeah. reminded Look, me of HBK. Yeah, I was gonna, well, I was gonna say Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Oh yeah, Double J too. But I, I mean, Sid too, or no, right? Sid. Uh, Didn't Sid have that? I don't remember. Kind of. yeah, but was, anyway, Fandango yet again refuses to face Great Kali because Natalia can't pronounce his name. Uh, this is getting people uber heated with him. To the fact that we get you can't wrestle chance. I thought that this was all, like in ring. It came off as very bad because how he was just like, "All right, Natalia, say this," and she's just like, "Fond dong." No, she said, "Collie, go get him." <laughs> yeah, it's just like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Go yeah. get, go get him. Shut up." I don't know. I didn't like it, but uh, I think I think the fans made me more interested in Fandango for like I had said we we said weeks 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 it's going to happen, no match is going to get boring. But the 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 fact that the fans chanted you can't wrestle, I think that that added to it to me for me. I don't know. I I question whether or not they were chanting at him or at Kali, or if maybe it's it began with somebody chanting it to Kali, and then a few people were like, hey. Just like the Bieber fans on Twitter, hey, we could we could take this and make it our own, and then <laughs> and turn it into fan uh, fandango. It's funny how you say just the Bieber fans because it's like I do it too. We all do it. You know you do it. Yeah, everybody. But, but this wasn't the the last we saw of Fandango on Monday Night Raw. Uh, we also saw him in a backstage segment with Chris Jericho as Chris Jericho belittled his entire name. The king of name changes. Yeah, which I thought was really good. And I would, you know, with Jericho not having anything to do for WrestleMania, maybe this would be a guy that he could put over WrestleMania. Chris well, Jericho Kurt- versus Fanjango Unchained, I'm for it. Yeah, Kurt, uh, Curtis has been train- training for a while in NXT and whatnot. It's actually and- Fandango. Please. Yeah. So um, I definitely look forward to seeing this match. I was actually during the entire promo. I was trying to watch uh, Matthews from not, not laughing. Yeah, well, I don't know if it was him not laughing or him acting like he's trying to not laugh. Like to me, it came off as a little bit as Michael uh, Polish. Yeah, like illegitimate. <laughs> I don't know. Came off as kind of fake. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. That's that's actually now that you say like. Fake. I think every professional wrestler should do like acting training. I don't know if they do. I they, they I um I don't know. I think that they would. I think everyone should at least. Yes. Yeah. Like there's just like they have WWE.com as a great colleague soundboard, and there it just sounds like he's reading it. Like put emphasis into it as if you were. I don't know. Just it loses steam to me. 
I don't know. Okay, continuing on, uh, we have a new inductee into the Hall of Fame. Booker T is your newest inductee to the 2013 class of the Hall of Fame, which is well, well deserving. It's a little awkward that Harlem Heat's not like, I don't, going in as a tag team, but it's very understandable that it's Booker T by himself. Yeah, yeah I could understand that him going in separate. From Harlem Heat, I don't even think Stevie Ray should be in it. I agree. I don't expect as, like even as a Harlem Heat tag team that they all they did or no. They really, you know what they what they, they deserve do. to be they deserve to be inducted more than Coco Beware and Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah. <laughs> so that's for I damn mean, well, sure. Not, not to say for WWE purpose. I mean, they, no. they strictly WCW and other. I mean, my my whole gripe with it is I'm okay with it. I understand it. I'm just unhappy with other wrestlers. That in my mind, yeah, that in my mind are more deserving and have been waiting for a longer time to get inducted, and they still haven't. I mean, I could go on a huge rant and list about it, but I don't even want to. So, yeah, I'm sure. Like honestly, I I feel like everybody could at least name four wrestlers that should be inducted that aren't. Yeah, Macho Man, huh? Macho Man. Yeah, I mean, then the Ultimate Warrior. But then you also have people that say, well, you can't induct all of them all in at once uh, because then you run out. But nobody's saying induct them all in at once. Yeah. Pick and choose who you induct in. They are doing that. They are doing exactly that. Is this the last guy do you think we're going to see inducted to the Hall of Fame no, this year? I'm, I'm really – I'm pulling for one more. And who? Um, normally normally and Hall of Fame classes are like our six, five, seven-ish. So we're, I think right now we're at six. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling for that seventh to be Bam Bam or something. Okay. And, and plus add the factor that they haven't uh, inducted a wrestler that has passed away or, yet. And I feel like you usually do have a wrestler inducted that is a it has passed on. And I think Bam Bam Bigelow should definitely be inducted. Not to mention it's New Jersey. Right now you have all these New York staples. I know. I mean, plus, come on now. His finisher was the greetings from Asbury Park. Yeah. So... Yeah. Wonderful moonsault. Uh, anyway, continuing on, we have a good promo with, between CM Punk and The Undertaker. I mean, I guess more on CM Punk's side where he said, you know, where he still has the urn. Undertaker wants it back. He's not giving it back to him. And he kind of like mocked him by using the Paul Vera voice coming out of the uh, coming out of the top of the urn and uh, throwing it around, accidentally dropping it and cursing on live TV. And... Um, yeah, that that kind of seemed forced to me. That curse, I don't know if like yeah. that was because it was bleeped. It wasn't like a Taz curse. Yeah, yeah, I felt like it was a little bit, I don't know, planted. Or yeah. it, it could have been pre-recorded. You know, it could have been a pre-recorded segment because apparently they're taking CM Punk off all house shows and everything like that going on to WrestleMania because they want to be. He wants to be at a hundred percent because apparently he's got some elbow issues because of that fall during the uh, Kane match. So yeah, it could have been pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. I From mean, that promo, though, all I wanted to see was somebody splice in Harlem Globetrotter music, and that somebody did that. So that was they? funny. Yeah, I saw a video of that. I got it. Funny. Yeah, that's pretty. Funny. Oh shit! Oh fucking shit! What? You, you chair broke, Brandon? <laughs> no, everything started falling. I didn't even did, touch were, anything. Everything were you just, just doing started. your impression of CM Punk? <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, bottles just fell. All these bottles started falling. 
That's funny. All right, continue. I do apologize. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Alberto Del Rio defeated Cody Rhodes. It was a good match, but I think the bigger story was afterwards with Jack Swagger coming out, attacking Alberto Del Rio, and attacking Ricardo Rodriguez. And it looked like he might have broken his ankle with the Patriot lock. Yeah, because that Patriot lock and having somebody in an ankle lock is never... You cannot fake that. I mean, yeah, you can. But I, hey, all. he did a good job at it, and this kind of adds a little bit more depth to the storyline because you can only do these stupid videos with Ricardo Rodriguez and uh, Alberto De Rio mocking Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter so many times. It kind of adds a little bit more to it. I don't know. I could def- now I can see uh, Rodriguez off TV until WrestleMania. That when he comes out at WrestleMania, be that huge pop. Yeah, yeah. And, because right, if you, the fancy Rodriguez come out and do the Del Rio. At WrestleMania, they're going to get hot and ready for uh, Alberto to come out. I would like for – not that it will happen ever, but I would like for this time period where he's off TV, if he is off TV, for El Local to have a few matches on TV. I agree I with that'd, you. That would be kind of cool. Maybe I El Generico will be the new El Local. I feel like he's a character that's not being used enough, and he is very talented. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that bump that Ricardo Rodriguez took? That was nasty. Oh, my God. That was yeah. terrible. All right. Uh, let's get to the last uh, good for Monday Night Raw before we talk about some other uh, WWE stuff. Was the Intercontinental title was going to be on the line in a triple threat match, which saw Wade Barrett getting the win over Miz and Jericho, which I think was great, especially the fact that he just ran in there and just got the quick one, two, three. It's perfect, especially a guy like Wade Barrett who's had this Intercontinental title and has been losing matches and losing matches. Uh, great spotlight win for him. Uh, good to go, and uh, yeah, it was good to me kind of rebuild Wade Barrett up a little bit. So let me say, uh, last night on Impact, they had a very obvious product placement, and I tweeted about it, and a fan wrote to us saying it's better than having it written into storyline. What product placement? It was the five-hour energy, Kenny King. Oh, yeah, that was totally written in there. It was hilarious. So I didn't like that at all. I thought it was way too forced. But do you think – What do you? how do you feel about this with the storylines being about the movies basically with the call and uh, – not the call, Dead Man Down and the Marine 3? No, you got to promote your product. Yeah, I don't – I'm not a fan of it at all. But like Chris just said, you have to promote your product and so – like to me, really I don't, do. I don't, yeah, I don't really mind that it's a, a written into the storyline about the movies. To me, I just like, I thought it was a lot better than that. Forced no, I, product I, I just don't want to see uh, more than one skit uh, focusing on that, like we saw on the last Raw. I felt like last right, Raw, yeah. they really, they really shoved it down your throats. Yeah. yeah. And we know how uh. Dave doesn't like things shoved down his throats. Hell no. Hell no. Uh, so, yeah, so that was uh, that was Monday Night Raw for uh, this week. Uh, we got to talk about something we don't talk about a lot, Saturday Morning Slam. So over the past couple weeks, um, you know, people have been vying for shots to be the general manager of Raw, um, of uh, Saturday Morning Slam. Sorry, we were just talking about Raw. And uh, this week, Booker T announced that it's going to be none of those guys. It's going to be McFoley instead. I don't. I don't understand this. Yeah, I don't understand it either. And I also I, I don't understand why Mick Foley has orange highlights. I don't know. It's one of those cheap pops that whenever Foley comes out, the crowd's going to be like, "Oh my god, Mick Foley!" Yeah. And I'm. I don't know. I think I that mean, they should have used what they had instead of bringing in Mick Foley. They could have brought the Dazzler, Daniel Bryan. 
Yeah, right. I think you would have been. I think you would have been great in that role. I think it would have been funny. Yeah, it would have been good, but I honestly, I think Zach Ryder should have been given it. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you on that. There's a couple. There's a bunch of guys that we could have argued for, but Do, all right. After WrestleMania, quick, since you mentioned it, Zach Ryder, future endeavor? No. Nah. After WrestleMania, after they do their little, uh, no, no, no. I think cut. he's too good of a talent to get rid of. But we've seen them do that to wrestlers in the past that are talented. Like who? D.H. Smith. Yeah, but they Smith, really had nothing it, going on with D.H. Smith. I mean, they, yes, didn't they, he, okay. didn't he want to leave? they don't have anything going on with Zack Ryder I right know, now. I know, but he sells so much fucking merchandise for them. They don't want to lose that. Right, exactly. D.H. Right. Smith, he had a t-shirt with the Heart Foundation. Zack Ryder's got a gnome. Zack Ryder has a scarf. He has a parking sign. Yeah. yeah he and everything it. is selling. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, alrighty. Uh, I think that's it. Well, actually, we have one fan question that I kind of want to wrap up before we get into shameless plugs for this week. Um, we spoke about Aces and Eights briefly on the show before. We spoke about the Shield and being as powerful as they are. And then, you know, we spoke about last week about this new formation of this supergroup in Ring of Honor called Scum. And that question kind of ties all those together, Brandon. Doesn't yeah, it? from our Montreal broski. He sends us this question saying, WWE, TNA, and ROH have all introduced factions in recent months. The Shield in WWE, Aces and Eights in TNA, and now Scum in Ring of Honor. Which faction do we think is being represented as the strongest in their fed? And who do we think will continue with the momentum they've gained and who will break up? Um, who, wants to, who wants to take this first? Can I take it first, please? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You're okay, it. I'm going to start off with – yeah, thanks. I'm going to start off with Scum. We don't know what Scum is. I mean Scum has just been a really small, like kind of loosely related stable with Steen and Jimmy Jacobs and a little bit of Rhino and Steve Carino. But we really saw that formation happen two weeks ago, and we saw them in Ring, Ring of Honor programming last week. So we don't know what the overall potential of Scum is yet. You know, but you also don't have anybody near the besides Kevin Steen. You don't have anybody near the the level that Kevin Steen's at in that. Uh, besides Matt Hardy, yeah, I was about to say Matt I mean, Hardy. But then you you can't really com- you compare them to the likes of Roman Reigns and. You know, so, I'm, I'm not finished though, Dave. I'm not okay. finished. I was trying to break each one down individually. Oh, okay. So you break ha- it down. Okay. You have so I said you have scum. You don't know what their potential is yet, and you don't know how powerful they're going to be. They can just completely take over Ring of Honor, get the tag team titles. You know, have Red Titus get the the television title and really build these guys up to be something big. Um, we have aces and eights. I mean, now aces and eights is looking very powerful with the addition of Bully Ray. But recently. And we've even said it on the show. When D'Lo Brown was introduced, fuck him. Who cares about D'Lo Brown? Well, that's something else we didn't even mention, that Dixie fucking fired him via Twitter. And now he's going to be a wrestler. In what a joke. Yeah. So we don't even, you know, in a month from now, we could be like, Aces and Eights is the most powerful thing. They have the tag team titles and they have the television. T- well, they have, they've had the television title. And, you know, you put Briscoe in there to win the X Division title. So we don't know their potential. Right now, I only I think the Shield, because look at the big major wins that they've been getting. They got a big win at Survivor Series. They got a big win in Elimination Chamber. They got a big win on Monday Night Raw the night after Elimination Chamber. And they're only three guys. And look at, you know, the severity I mean, and, and they have a, a match at WrestleMania, which I'm hoping they're going to win. They're probably not going to win, but, you know, believe in the Shield, right? But I would, Honestly, I, I think they could win. But to answer his question, I think the Shield is is the most representative, the most big powerhouse right now. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I got to agree with Chris I with pretty much everything that you said. I don't think that Scum has what it takes to be compared to the other two. Yeah, no, um, at, at, at yet. Yeah, yeah, yet. We don't know what's coming, but, I mean, as of now, no. Uh, aces and eights, I you see them lose time after time, they, and they don't have that much hype behind them. I mean, nobody's saying, oh, I got it. You know what? Mike Knox is, when they're done, Mike Knox is going to break off and be a star. <laughs> That's you don't true. See, Nobody you, does. Nobody's with, saying. Or with Garrett Bischoff or with Wes Briscoe. You don't have anybody seeing that. And add in the factor that D'Lo Brown's involved, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then compare that to the Shield. All you have is three of the top, three of the top uh, wrestlers at the current time mm-hmm. in the WWE. You have with so much potential and so much hype behind them. Not one per, not one fan that knew of them was insane. Oh, you know what, Dean Ambrose, uh, he's gonna suck. Nobody says, oh, that's Seth Rollins. He's going to suck. I mean, the big question mark was Roman Reigns, and he's really coming to his own. Yeah, absolutely. So, so honestly, I got to go with the Shield being the strongest. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree, and I just think Aces and Aces for me fizzled out a long time ago. I know, but I think it's fizzling back up, especially with the uh, addition of Bully Ray. And we don't even know what, what's going to go on with them now. Right. I, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to have hope in aces and eights. And I don't know. It's, all their uh, Dave. You say I don't know uh, so many times. You got to think of a new for, catchphrase. Well, I was going to say I don't know. It's po- kind of lost its uh, in, uh, entertainment, and in, I don't have any interest in them. And well, their their shit's selling out on TNA Shop. Nah, so they say. That's what they so, say. So they say it's rigged. It's rigged. Yeah. yeah do you see? Do you see the the profit and everything? <laughs> do you see their business? Papers, I don't believe it. No, I don't see it. Uh, with, with them saying that everything of the Aces and Eights is selling out, it just makes me think more and more that they want to be the New World Order. And they because are. Because that in, in TNA and WCW, that merchandise you would see week after week, more and more people are showing up to shows with these shirts and stuff. I'm not seeing people wearing shield gear on TNA TV. I see tons of Hulk Hogan shirts. I don't see any, really any Shield, uh, not Shield, Aces and Eights gear. Yeah, Aces and Eights. So it's like. I I think it's complete bullshit. I don't think that they're they're selling out of anything. I think it's strictly just storyline written in there. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I don't see anything looking at the Impact Wrestling site right now. I, I saw one Aces and Eights long sleeve shirt, but they could have taken it off after, you know, Aces and Eights took over their, uh, thing maybe maybe check under clearance I, I saw them have a big commercial about that on impact hold on here we go clothing aces and eights all do right they have every, everything bin? maybe you'll find do they have a trash bin well you i may find it in there everything's on sale right now so our loss is your gain shut the fuck up yeah all right so yeah that's uh that's it for the wrestling talk let's get into the uh shameless plugs shameless plugs it's Dave the Rave, and I'm here with your shameless plugs. Go follow the Hans215. I actually wrote on uh, Twitter during Raw saying, hey, guys, help us out a little bit. Give us a, a tweet to your followers. Only two people did it, so those two people are going to get a little shameless plug. The Hans215 said, yo, followers, go check out Mar- at Marking Out. They're demanding this. And, yes, we did demand it, but you also followed through, so congrats. Thank you. Also, Angela at a underscore Bevins. She wrote every. She wrote everyone go help out the best non-official 
social media ambassadors of everything reached 6,000 at Marking Out. Hurry. So thank you to her, too. My last shameless plug for the first time ever goes to a song. Not just any song. Ted DiBiase's WrestleMania theme song from the NES video game, a.k.a. Strike Force's theme song written by and sung by Robbie Dupree, Girls in Cars. If you do not know this theme song, it's on the Pile Driver CD, and you could listen to this song on repeat. And I'm tempted to press play right now. Please don't. Let, let's just yeah, let's just say that it was a strictly accident. I believe that it winded up being DiBiase's theme song. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I mean, they, you they don't have think other, so. They have other theme songs that are. Yeah. They have maybe two theme songs that have actually matched up on a video game. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it was strictly accident that. Yeah, but I mean, only like Hulk Hogan had Hulk Hogan's theme song. Yeah, and Macho Man had his. And then, oh, Hockey Tonk too. Yeah, Hockey Tonk had his too. But then Bam Bam didn't have anything close to his. Yeah. So. No, no, but yeah, goes to Rene Dupree. Rene Dupree. Robbie Dupree. Girls <laughs> in Parks. Every time – this is going to be a new drinking game for the show. Every time Dave says, I don't know, drink, because you could get hammered that way. Yeah, right? Like the hammered? Up, and you might as well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get to Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. All right. It's going to be a match of the week this week. This week it is going to be from Evolve 13, Chuck Taylor versus Mike Cruz. Uh I'm not going to post it on the Facebook page because no one really cares about it. So, anyway, we're going to go, uh, yeah, thank you to uh, Pro Wrestling Ponderings on YouTube, their, uh, their YouTube page for posting this, and thank you to Evolve13 for making this a, th- a free match. So, uh, yeah, go there and uh, check them out. I'm actually a big fan of the PW Ponderings website, so go check that out as well. Um, Brandon, who are you shouting out? I'm Louie Anderson. Survey says Brandon Shoutouts. Family Guy takes the first one. Uh, on this past episode, a terrorist needed to prove that Peter was in with the other terrorists and to see which side he really was on. So they asked him who was better, Hulk Hogan or Iron Sheik? And, uh, of course, Peter picked Iron Cheeks. So. I, I like. I saw that, and I was going to make that the uh, the intro to this week's show, but I'm too Jeez, late. who actually picks Iron Cheek over Hogan? Yeah. yeah. Fucking but, terrorists. But, uh, in, in, uh, in all fairness, Peter did not realize he was uh, hanging out with terrorists, so. Well, Peter doesn't realize a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Uh, second one, I, I should have mentioned this last week because WWE.com put up the 15 stars who should have been bigger article then. So uh, my second shout-out goes to Sean O'Hare because he was awesome and he should have been bigger. And, uh, was he wrestling yeah, in Mexico now? on that list that should have been bigger. Yeah, a lot of people, but I don't was, know. I like Sean O'Hare. Nah. Not to say Bam Bam shouldn't have been bigger because oh, we no, all know. The, the entire list was really good. But to answer your question, Chris, I don't think he's wrestling in Mexico. I think he's doing MMA maybe. Oh, uh, okay. I think oh, you're maybe thinking of, Yeah, Marco Corleone. yeah. Who's doing phenomenal over there? Yeah, yeah he's huge. What, what is he? Triple A? Yeah. Uh, or CMLL? Think so. I think yeah, it's CMLL, and he's doing the uh, Lucha USA or whatever it's called. Lucha Libre USA. What was that? Lucha Libre USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that stolen Jack Swagger gimmick. I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. Jabber. And then I'm gonna go ahead and give this last shout out to the uh, the grilled cheese at Cheesecake Factory. Really. Yeah, absolutely. I could probably eat this every day. Dude, I'm down whenever. I could eat this whenever. Finish finish your shout-out. 
That's it. Grilled cheese. Go fucking go to Cheesecake Factory and try their grilled cheese. It's delicious. It's not for children. Well, it's Deal. for children, but. I will. Oh, my God. We're shouting at grilled cheese on a fucking wrestling podcast. You ever eat, you ever eat their grilled cheese, brother? No, because I make <laughs> my own grilled cheeses, which are fantastic. Well, until you try this one. You um, ain't got shit. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, well, I, you know, I'll pull the Dave line here. I don't know. But anyway, it's uh, time for it, ladies and gentlemen. It's our... Mark Out Moment of the Week. Mark Out Moment of the Week. I thought you were going to moo. No, I'm sorry. I I don't rip off other shows stuff. Other shows? Brandon. I've moved so many times on this show. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> uh, anyway, Mark Out Moment of the Week this week. Uh, my band, Carver Niche, you've heard them on the show several times. Carver Quiche, as Brandon likes to say. Uh, we're actually playing our first show, WrestleMania weekend, April 6th at Vibe Lounge in Rockville Center on Long Island. So if you're on Long Island, come uh, check out the show if you're not going to the Hall of Fame. But anyway, I had Tuesday, I had to go pick up tickets because, you know, that's part of the, the gig is you have to sell a certain amount of tickets. Um, and on the tickets itself, you know, it says the main band, which is playing Borgo Pass. And then right underneath that, it says Carve Your Niche. So I kind of went nuts and I kind of marked out huge for it. And Dude, I, think- I, I saw Anthony post that. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, and they're I- legit tickets, too. Yeah, I popped for that. That was pretty cool. I know. It's- Any fan that buys tickets to Chris's show and sees them live, I don't know. We'll, I'll give Dad you a drink on the show. <laughs> You'll get a shameless plug or uh, something. I will shake your hand. Or something. No that's one's gonna, no one's gonna come. Anybody that's listening to this for, anybody that's wrestling to this podcast is probably not gonna come because they're probably gonna be all over WrestleMania weekend. But you could wish Chris good luck. Yeah, you could. I'll probably get like two good lucks. That's all right. <laughs> I, I'm okay with it. My parents aren't coming. It's really? Right. Yeah. My, they have something. They have they have pr- prior engagements. I haven't even gotten off work yet for the show because I, I text message four people and two out of those four people responded to me, which fucking pisses me off. Honestly, like if you're if you work with some, okay, maybe this is. Well, gonna we're be getting good. it. We're getting the, the rant of the week. Do it, we're do it. Rant it. of the week. Yeah, rant of the week. But anyway, like. I, I'm, I'm pretty good with responding to people. If people like need a shift covered or they need something picked up, I'll gladly respond. Hey, I can't work because I have other job or I have something to do. I'm sorry. I got two responses and I got absolutely nothing from the other two people, and it really pisses me off because it's been two days, three days ago. Because this was on Tuesday and now it's Friday, and they're not fucking responding to me, and it, it pisses me off because now I'm like thinking in my goddamn brain here. Okay, who am I going to get to pick the shift up? Maybe I could switch with the call shift to do something. Blah 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 blah. This that and the other thing, and I don't even know if I have off yet for the show, and if I do. If I don't, whatever. I'm not showing up to work. And if I don't, and if I do, whoop de doo. Thank you to me because I'm awesome and I got it covered. So to those two people that haven't responded yet to my text message, thanks. You're an you're a bunch of dicks. I thought you were going to say butt fuck you. Yeah, well, butt fuck that. But fuck now, that. Now also. does your does your boss still listen to the show? I don't know. But the owner of my he probably does. He's not I, talking about your, jo- your your. I'm not talking about him. He's the man. He's so cool. And if I tell him, hey, I have a gig, he's probably, he'll probably He's so come. cool. You're so cool. You're going down. <laughs> yeah, that's the beginning yeah. of the show this week. But, I guess before we close off the show, I just want to say have a happy Passover to everyone who celebrates. Yeah. Can't wait to have some matzo, Bri. Mm. I could. I could yeah. wait. I could definitely wait. I like matzo. Have, have fun on your Seder. I will. No, I'm not going to any Seders because I have to work. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's our show for this week. Facebook.com slash marking out. Twitter.com slash marking out. 
MarkingOut.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio is where you can find this show. Thank you to Nick Matocho for our logo. Thank you to Ring Rub Rebellion for our theme music. Thank you to Shining Wizards Podcast for shining on you crazy <laughs> Keep diamonds <on> shining <laughs> and uh yeah for myself dave and brandon next week we'll have a big wrestlemania weekend show to tell you all about what's going on but until then we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors and we will see you next week on the podcast